All right. Welcome to another episode of Restoring Your Voice with me, your host, Pastor David. I'm so glad that you could join me today. And today is an episode by request. Um, so, hey, that means if you want me to talk on something, hey, let me know. Uh, but today I'm going to talk about imprecatory psalms. Is it okay to pray them? And if you don't know what they are, what are they? Oh, you'll find that all out today. And how does this apply to the situation in Ukraine? Well, st stick with me and find out today. I'm going to help you use your God-given voice. I'm going to equip you for the good works of Jesus, hitting up hot biblical topics, problem areas in the body of Christ in the charismatic and other areas of the body of Christ in an attempt to help bring clarification, purity, consecration, and love and patience as the Bible commands. I'm going to have special guests on that are going to equip you and edify you through their stories that give God the glory where you'll get different viewpoints in different areas because we're all one body and we all have a piece of the puzzle to share with one another. So I look forward to you watching, listening, and interacting. All right. That's right. Time to get radical. All right. Be a radical for Jesus. Hey, if you this is your first time watching on YouTube, welcome. Hit that subscribe button if you have not yet. Go ahead and click that thumbs up. Uh, hit that share button, most importantly. And also, hey, there are three ways that you can donate. If this show is a blessing to you, um, hey, please consider giving any a dollar amount whatsoever. Any amount is appreciated. The three ways that you can give, can give down in the description. Uh, Cash App, Venmo, and PayPal. So, hey, options are good. Um, if none of those three options work for you, hey, let me know. Anyways, um, yeah. So, this uh, show... Um, is to supplement church, not replace it, but supplement church. In other words, what does that mean? Like during the week, um, you know, you go to church on Sunday and what are you going to get um, the rest of the week? Well, that's what this show is here to do, to help equip you to do the good works of Christ Jesus. Now, today we're going to get into a, I guess, when people might consider a controversial subject and talking about the uh, imprecatory Psalms. All right. What, what, are, what is that? If you don't know. Well, uh, imprecatory psalms are psalms listed uh, basically calling for God to act against injustices in its most simplistic terminology. Uh, now, today when I did my study on it, and I did a, a, quite an in-depth study, I wasn't looking, by the way, uh, for my truth, right? I wasn't, I was doing my best not to be biased, because if you don't know me by now, I love truth, all right? I want to follow the path of truth wherever it may lead, whether uh, it agrees with something I believe or it um, <clears throat> disagrees with something I believe. Either way, I'm good with that. I'm just here to to be a student of the word. Uh, so <clears throat> that being said, being a student of the word, let, let me just real quick offer you a, a wonderful resource. Let me hold this up to the camera. And if you don't can't see it, it's the Bible. It's the Moody Bible Commentary. I highly recommend it. Um, I got it. <clears throat> You can tell it's chock and block full of all cool stuff. Anyway, 
anyway, I was using that. I used another thing to listen to uh, clips by other people. I searched the scriptures uh, quite thoroughly. Um, so, yeah. So let's now we'll get into um, how how do we apply this to the situation in Ukraine? How, how do we apply this to Putin? How do, how do we do that? Um, but first, I need to lay the groundwork. All right. So in precatory Psalms, right, this is what why I also call it a biblical response to the situation in Ukraine. Why? Because what I'm about to teach you uh, <clears throat> from what from what I've studied um, I fully believe it's a fully on biblical response, but we have to lay the groundwork first. So let's get into the first point today, and that is imprecatory psalms. Like, what what are they? What does it even mean? Well, according to the Moody Bible Commentary, uh, it's a verb to uh, definition of imprecate. Uh, verb, it means to pray evil against or to invoke disaster upon. So that may already rile you up. Like, well, we probably shouldn't be praying that. Stick with me here. Um, let, let me give you some examples, though, in case you, you may not be aware. Um, also, before I do that, um, if you want a, a more more of them, I've, I've linked an article by Sam Storms uh, into the description. Uh, go check that link out, okay? Uh, very, very, very good article um, that, that I read today. But so, some examples of imprecatory psalms are like from Psalm 510. It says, make them bear their guilt, O God. Let them fall by their own counsels. Because of the abundance of their transgressions, cast them out, for they have rebelled against you. Uh, another one, Psalm uh, 40, uh, 14 through 15. Let those be put to shame and disappointed altogether who seek to snatch away my life. Let those be turned back and brought you and brought dishonor and brought to dishonor who desired my hurt. Let those be appalled uh, by their shame who say me, aha, aha. Uh, Psalm 56 7 um for their crime will they escape in wrath cast down the people's oh god and uh, one last example psalm 79 6 pour out your anger on the nations that do not know you and on the kingdoms that do not know your name all right like i said if you want more i've linked an article by sam storms down there in the description uh, go ahead and check it out um so <clears throat> so uh, i love this definition um that i'm about to go into and it's by Sam Storms. But I, I believe that this definition is going to be important. Pay attention to it because we often conflate. We say, well, those, those they were this. Those, those psalms were people maybe just just acting out of emotion. And that's why they were written there. Um, or we or we have trouble with them because we're like, uh, how do we reconcile um, that with what's, what we're told in the New Testament, right? Like things like pray for our enemies, like love them that spitefully use you. How does that reconcile up? And, and I believe one of the ways we do that is we often uh, split God, right? We, we split God between the Old Testament and the New Testament, right? Somehow God changed. And yet God says in his very word, right, that he does not change his mind, okay? He says in his very word, the very nature and character of God is that he doesn't change, all right? He is the same today, yesterday, and forevermore, the Bible says about the very nature of God. So God does not change. The very same God from Genesis 1 is the very same God in the very last verse in the book of Revelation. Not changing one iota. Same God. So we, we got to get that. I'm, we're going to get into it. I'm going to give you a whole bunch of examples. I've got a lot of content to go through to help you out. But I like this quote by Sam Storms. It says, we also must remember 
that imprecations are nothing more than human prayers based on divine purpose promises. One is simply asking God to do what he has already said he will do. All right, often repeatedly through the Psalms themselves. That's a quote by Sam Storms. I, I, I fully agree with it. 100%. All right, God is a God of justice, okay? God despises injustice, in fact. He, he despises it. He hates it. He loathes it. All right, he gets angry at it. All right, his fury is aroused in it. We'll get into those uh, scriptures, though. But another thing here from um, um, <clears throat> reading from the uh, Moody Bible Commentary, um, and this is um, the part where the introduction to Psalms, and this is explaining imprecatory Psalms. Okay, so moreover, in these Psalms, the psalmists do not take vengeance into their own hands, but pray for God to execute just judgment. Imprecatory psalms or prayers for God to act according to the righteous requirements of his word in its laws and covenants. And God has a lot to say about this. I mean, he has so much more that I can go into in one episode, more than I can go into uh, if I did this for, you know, two hours. Don't worry, I'm not going to do that. Um, so we got to get that down. Okay, these these people mention these imprecatory psalms, these these, these asking God to pour out his wrath, all right? These were righteous men. Did you catch that? They were righteous men, all right? They were not doing this in unrighteousness, okay? Righteous men of God. These were righteous prayers from righteous indignation. Prayers who by, by psalmists, because it was more than just David who wrote these things, more than just merely, you know, men who were emotional. All right, who were who grieved at the injustices that they saw, at the injustices in the nations, or, or the injustices committed by God's chosen people, by the nation of Israel at, at that time. The, these were not, and it is, let me just say this, it is not bad to, to get angry. There is such a thing as righteous anger, right? The Bible didn't, the Bible doesn't say don't get angry. All right, the Bible says be angry and sin not. So it's okay for righteous anger to be a part of our character. It is a part of God's very character, right? Multiple times um, the Bible says something, God shakes his fists at the nations, for instance, all right? God, the Lord is a, is a man of war, the Bible calls him, all right? All right, in, 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 in uh, I can't remember the exact chapter in Isaiah, but it talks about God putting on armor, all right? Why, why would God put out, why would, why would God do that? Why? Because he's a warrior, right? The Lord is a warrior and the Lord is his name. What do warriors do? They fight. Warriors also kill. Warriors defend. Warriors fight. Let me get, let me tell you what. Fighting is ugly, okay? I've been in Iraq three times, all right? It's not a pretty thing, all right? It gets down and dirty. Let me tell you what. One day when Jesus is coming back, and he is coming back one day, when he comes back, a sword will proceed from his mouth, right? And you're going to see death. On a level unheard of before. He's going to speak a word and the armor's going to be wiped out just like that. All right. But, you know, we'll we'll get on to it. Let, let's get into it some more. So, so I've kind of given you the basic definition of imprecatory psalms. Okay, what they are. All right, they they were um prayed by by righteous men of God crying out. Um, uh, it's just part of God's nature, and we're gonna get more into that, but the big question probably on everybody's mind is, is it okay to pray imprecatory psalms? Now, there are people out there I respect 
there are people out there I would consider a friend, all right, who I who who don't believe this, and, and I would vehemently disagree with them. But, but I'm just I'm just saying I consider them still right now great men of God. So so if you're following somebody who who believes differently, you know it's okay, it's okay. All right, we can disagree and have healthy disagreements within the body of Christ. My my, my point here is not to divide or or say who is wrong. I'm simply here to do my best to bring you the truth from scripture. That's it. So is it okay? Right. Some people believe it's not okay. Right. Some people use the example of the sons of thunder wanting to call fire down on a village because they didn't want to hear the gospel. Right. And then Jesus said, Oh, you don't know. Um, you don't know what, what your heart is. You, you know, you don't know it. Don't do that. You don't know what spirit you're of. Don't do that. That's wrong to do. And I would say absolutely yes. But but imprecatory psalms, remember, these imprecatory psalms are not us taking vengeance, okay? It is not us like literally calling down fire. It is us praying to God to fulfill his word upon an evil people, an evil person, things like that. That's what it's not us taking it just our own hands. Let me, let me put it out there. But, but probably, so I've given you one view that people use, maybe perhaps what they think Jesus's views are on the subject. But let me let me give to you some other. Let me give to you that. Let, let me let me let me uh, posit and offer to you that Jesus's views are not that that Jesus himself. Jesus himself said imprecatory things. Yeah, did you know that? All right. Um, um, but. Also, let me let me just back up and say that Jesus considered all of the Psalms inspired scripture. All of them, every single one of them written. How do I know that? Because the Bible says so. In Luke 24, 44, it says, He said to them, These are the words which I spoke to you while I was still with you, that all things must be fulfilled which were written, ready for it, in the law of Moses, in the prophets, and in the Psalms. Right? Psalms, by the way, is a metonym for the writing. So if you don't know that, the Bible, the Hebrew Bible is broken up into three, three different parts. All right. The Torah or the first five books of the Bible, right? Um, Genesis through Deuteronomy. And then you have the, um, the Nevaim in Hebrew, which is the prophets. Then you have the Ketuvim or the writings. Okay. And Psalms falls into that. So, so, so Jesus is making the statement here that the entire Old Testament is Scripture, and he considers it inspired Scripture, okay? So, first point. Now, I said that Jesus used imprecations. You're probably like, are you sure of that, brother? I'm, like, oh, I'm, a, I'm absolutely sure because the Bible tells me so. All right, here, here it says, um, uh, for instance, the woes in Matthew 23, right? He's speaking to the woe to you, hypocrites. Was he saying, oh, man, you're so bad. Was that simply it? No. Saying woe to you, right, is imprecatory. Saying woe to you. Be warned. I warned you. It's going to happen to you. Woe to you. Like, like bad stuff is going to happen to you. Woe to you. Like, like that's it. Um, another one. Another place. Uh, Revelation. Uh, in chapters two, 2 to 3. Go ahead and read it for yourself. Um, things like, um, I'm looking at my notes here, uh, Revelation 2, 5, 
Uh, remember, therefore, from where you've fallen, repent and do the works you did at first, or else I will come quickly and remove your candlestick from its place unless you repent, right? Didn't mean a literal candlestick, right? Like like some sort of um, Catholic relic or something, right? I'm going to re remove my light from you, and bad things are going to happen. Another place, Revelation 2.16. Repent, or else I will come to you quickly and will war against them with the sword of my mouth. I say that's pretty violent language, all right? And that's Jesus himself speaking, by the way, to uh, these seven churches in Asia Minor. And if you don't know, they did, um, those who warned to repent did not repent. And actually six out of seven, because in Revelation, he, he warns five out of the seven, but six out of seven were destroyed. Yeah, it happened. Jesus said, hey, better watch out because, yeah, it, you know, it happened. So, right? This is the same Jesus who said repent and believe, right? Same Jesus who healed people. Same Jesus who fed 5,000 people. It's also the same Jesus, by the way, who, who, who in other places in, uh, in the Gospels, uh, warned of the coming destruction of the temple. I'd say that was imprecatory. Um, uh, another place here now. Let's move on. So so just, that's that's Jesus' views, right? Now I say, are, is Jesus really okay? Um, oh, appreciate everybody watching. By the way, let me pause and say, hey, if you have any questions, please highlight the word question. Uh, so big bold letters, question, and then type your question in, and I'll do my best to get to it. That way I just know it's a question that you're asking. Um, anyways, uh, what what about, what other views? So, so continuing on in the theme in Revelation, how about the saints crying out? Uh, Revelation 6.10, they cried out with a loud voice. Now these are saints in heaven, right? So they've already been perfected, right? They're in the most perfect place that anybody could be in, right? In heaven, in the very presence of God, right? Living like the best, already perfect lives now, finally. Anyway, they cried out with a loud voice, O sovereign Lord, holy and true, how long before you will judge and avenge our blood on those who dwell on the earth? I'd say that was imprecatory. Oh, yeah, I'd say that was that was an imprecatory prayer right there. And these are people, mind you, in heaven praying this. So if it was evil, if it was wrong to pray this type of prayers, why would they be praying this in heaven? Right? And, and another place in Revelation, Revelation 19, verses 1 through 2. After this, I heard what seemed to be the loud voice of a great multitude in heaven crying out, Hallelujah, salvation and glory and power belong to our God. For his judgments are true and just. For he has judged the great prostitute who corrupted the earth with, with her immorality and has avenged on her the blood of his saints. Pretty, pretty uh, violent sound, pretty imprecatory, right? I would say so. And like I said, I'm just I'm just giving to you straight from the scriptures. All right, more. So so now we've laid out uh, what does imprecatory mean? Um, it, Psalms now um, laid out like what is is it okay to pray? Well, I've just showed you where saints in heaven are praying these type of things. So I would say that the answer, according to the Bible, now. Not my interpretation of it. According to the Bible, that yes, it is indeed okay to pray the imprecatory psalms and in ways like that unequivocally. Unequivocally. 
So, why should we pray them now? I mean, you tell me, but but why? Like, give me some specifics. Well, I'm going to do that for you. Hold on a second. All right, and then how does this apply to the situation in Ukraine? <clears throat> how do we how do we apply that? Is it even applicable? And how should we do that? Well, unequivocally, why we should pray them is because God is a God of justice. All right, God loves justice, and the situation right now happening in Ukraine is the farthest thing from justice. All right, when with Putin invading. Ukraine, right, not only invading Ukraine, but shelling homes, destroying churches, and more, just because he wants to. Now, I'm not going to get into the reason why people think he, he's done it. And you know what? It doesn't matter because it is wrong and it is a grave injustice. Not only is it a grave injustice against the people in Ukraine, it, was a, it is a grave injustice against the people of Russia. Because I don't know if you know this, but the Russians are currently being swept off the street like like young men, like, like you're an army now, you're, you're gonna go fight. Things like that. People are being arrested for disagreeing with the government, thrown in jail in mass. I would, I would consider that injustice. All they are is saying, hey, this is wrong. Nobody's in armed revolt at this point. But God is a God of justice. Micah 6 8. He has told you, oh man, what is good? And what does the Lord require of you? But to do justice. And to love kindness and to walk humbly with your God. Micah 6 8. All right, wonderful scripture, often quoted, and rightly so. I think it's a wonderful scripture. Absolutely love it. But why do we ignore the justice part of it? Right? We we love the some most of your translations may say uh to uh mercy in, in lieu of hold on, let me get back to it. Ah, to love mercy and to walk humbly with your God. Either way, you say you'll hear the love, mercy, and walk humbly. We never hear. I, I, I can say this unequivocally. So I've never heard anybody, anybody preach or teach on the justice part. That that seems to get ignored most of the time. Why? Why not? God is a God of justice. He mentions justice. He mentions for us to do justice. Now, you know, which would mean that most people aren't enlisting in the army or the armed forces here in America specifically. Right, or you're not flying over there to fight in against Russia, against Putin specifically in the Ukraine, right? So then, what? How, what else can we do? Well, the most powerful thing there is prayer. The most powerful thing that we can do when we can think of nothing else to do is pray. And we're not saying bless me prayers or bless them prayers. All right, we're getting into the, to, to the nitty-gritty, the down and dirty, the real Bible, about the real God, not, not the American version of the Bible, not the American version of Christianity, but the Bible and the God of the Bible, not a God made in our own image. All right? So, so we, we ignore that, and yet, I looked this up today. Now, I didn't look it up in every translation, but in the modern English version, justice is mentioned 119 times. All right, in the New King James Version, justice is mentioned 136 times. So apparently, justice is a pretty important thing to God for it to be mentioned that many times in the Bible. I would say so. Why, why otherwise it would be mentioned a few times? I mean, there, there's other, other uh, words or phrases I've looked up, not mentioned very many times. But this, 
justice is mentioned numerous times. Why? Because that's who God is. He is a God of justice. All right. He is a God who hates injustice. Right here in Deuteronomy chapter 10, verses 17 through 19. For the Lord your God is the God of gods and Lord of lords, the great, the mighty, and the fearsome God who is unbiased and takes no bribe. He executes the judgment of the orphan and the widow and loves a foreigner, giving him food and clothing. Therefore, love your neighbor. Uh, therefore, love the foreigner, for you were foreigners in the land of Egypt. So this is God speaking. Clearly, he loves justice. What's going on in Ukraine right now? Right? A lot of widowless, uh, or widows, widowless, widows, a lot of orphaned children, or even more being orphaned right now. Do you think God loves that? Do you think God is okay with it? Do you think God is sitting up there saying, oh, well, bless the, bless Pete, and I, I hope he turns to me. Oh, I can't wait till he repent comes to me. No, he's not up there doing that. Okay? He is not up there doing that right now. All right, Deuteronomy 16, 19. You shall not pervert justice, nor shall you show partiality, nor take a bribe. For a bribe blinds the eyes of the wise and twists the words of the righteous. Here we go again, Job 29, 14. I put on righteousness and it clothed me. My justice was like a robe and a turban. God speaking. Hate evil, love good, establish justice in the gate. Amos 5, 15a. Let me read that to you one more time. Hate evil, yeah. Oh, is it okay to hate? Oh, yeah. Oh, it's okay to hate. Hate evil. Love good. Establish justice in the gate. When's the last time we even thought about establishing justice anywhere? Hmm? Well, when's the last time we even thought about that? Let me tell you what. Establishing justice isn't easy, and it ain't pretty either. So we are to accurately represent God. And, you know, I'm, 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 I get upset at this, at when people mis mis misrepresent God so often that we, like we bring him down to our level. All right, God is sovereign. Let me just make that. God, God is sovereign, okay? Absolutely. God can do whatever he wants. And it is the very nature of God, it is in his very nature, to take action against grave injustices. Why do you think Jesus Christ had to come into the world to make a way for us? Because there was nothing good we did in and of ourselves. Nothing good. Lost and totally depraved without Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ had to come into the world because we were so wicked. And we see this wickedness play out. I mean, I mean, think about it. God was so upset with the way the world turned out to be. At first, he flooded it and killed off everybody but Noah's family. Think about that for a second. Same God today. He made a promise not to flood the earth again like that. But, oh, brothers and sisters, let me tell you what. That does not mean that that doesn't mean that somehow, somehow, uh, God stopped doing something about justice. I mean, think about it. What, what, what comes to mind right now is Leviticus 18 and 20. Right, God gives the Canaanites about 450 years to repent. They don't. So in Leviticus, in Leviticus 18 and 20, God is giving instructions to his people to go in and to wipe them out. Why? 
because of the perversion of justice that they were committing, killing the innocent babies, sacrificing sacrificing babies to their deities, an injustice, an abomination, the injustices of, of, of homosexuality. How about that? Things like that without getting too much into it. So, oh, um, so again, we are to accurately represent God. All right. When we, I believe, look, I'm just going to say it like it is. When we don't teach this kind of stuff, when we back away from it, because it makes us uncomfortable, and I'm not going to lie, okay? I read some of these imprecatory psalms, and I have a little bit of trouble with them. I'm not going to lie, but I accept them because of study, and I believe who God is, and God is love, and therefore, since God is love, the Bible says, right? God is love. Since the Bible says that, that means God has to act out of that love. Therefore, when we pray these type of prayers, right, it is an act of love. I know some people don't see it that way, and I'm just telling you what the Bible tells. See, we're we're called we're supposed to be called ambassadors for Christ, right? We're supposed to accurately accurately represent God, and we we don't teach this type of stuff. Guess what? We're not accurately representing God, right? First John two six. Whoever says he abides in Him ought to walk in the same way in which he walked. Let me tell you what. Even when Jesus was here. All right, he wasn't putting up with injustice. He wasn't putting up with nonsense. Why do you think twice he went into the temple? Twice he made a whip. Twice he drove the money changers out of the temple. Why? Because they were they were a perfect justice. And it angered him and riled him up. Yeah, he was angry what he did. Let me tell you what, you're going to take a whip, you know, and you're going to do what he did. I guarantee you it's, it's angry. Therefore, we should hate injustice and desire to see it made right. And whatever, however that plays out. All right, that should be our heart. We should be grieved. We should hate it. We should be angered by it. We should, we should, yes, cry tears. We should be on our knees before God about it. We should be driven to do something, which is pray. Right, remember, it's not our job, all right, to do, to take it into our hands. Remember that. All right. So, so what should be our heart in this? If we do pray this way, right? Like I understand there, there should be warnings about it. Amen. Um, I understand there. Like some people say, where does it stop? If we pray these type of prayers, where does it stop? Let me just tell you what, you got to have the right heart. All right. To, to pray these type of prayers on somebody who disagrees with you or, or says something evil against you. All right. You got to have a wicked heart to want to pray this type of thing against. I'm talking about, Praying these type of things against what we're seeing play out before our very eyes on the media. That's what I'm talking about. Not because, oh, I disagree with someone. Oh, church hurt. Oh, I don't like this government official. Look, I don't like Biden any more than most people do. I think he, I think he's a blooming idiot. And I'll say it right here. All right. He is a blooming idiot. He's the dumbest president we've ever had. All right. But he's not committing um, evil atrocities and shedding blood. All right. So, so we got to watch it. Like, what is our heart? We got to, we got to make sure our heart is right. First and foremost. All right. Why do you think when, when David prayed in the precatory Psalm, right at the very end of it, right? He asks God to search his heart to see if there's any wicked way in him. And he just finished praying a, like, like 
God, don't I hate those who hate you kind of thing going on, right? And at the end of it, God, they were like, well, I got to make sure my heart is right before you, God. So, yeah, I understand their concerns, but, man, like, I'm just saying, if you want to call praise songs on just anybody and everybody, like, you, you need a heart check, all right? You need a heart check. But, anyway, our heart should be we leave it up to God. We should leave the end results up to God. That, that, that's, that's what I'm seeing in the scriptures. The end results, we, we leave to God. We know that God hears our prayers, right? We know that according to the book of Revelation, our prayers rise as sweet incense to him, and they're gathered in bowls, like physical bowls. I don't know. All I know is that he hears our prayers, all right, and, and they rise up as sweet incense to him. That's what just what the scripture says. Um, that, that, that's all I care. So he hears it. He knows it. All right, then since he is a just God, since he is a loving God, then whatever the outcome is, we can trust that God, all right? Well, and we know that in Romans, uh, hold on, backing up here. Okay, uh, 2 Thessalonians um, 1, 6 through 8. Since indeed God considers it just to repay with affliction those who afflict you. This is, this is Paul writing. And to grant relief to you who are afflicted as well as to us. When the, when the Lord Jesus is revealed from heaven with his mighty angels in flaming fire, inflicting vengeance on those who do not know God and on those who do not obey the gospel of our Lord Jesus. Who did it? It's the Lord doing these things. Romans 12, 19. Uh, Beloved, do not avenge yourselves, but rather give place to God's wrath. Another, again, highlighting God. For it is written, vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. Right, it, it is the Lord who does this, and at the same time, we also have to realize that not everybody's going to be saved. We can pray to our to a blue in the face. Uh, we could be on our knees hours and hours a day, but if that person chooses to reject God, he's going to reject God, and that includes world leaders. Right, Daniel not two twenty one. For it is He who changes the times and the seasons. He removes kings and sets up kings. He gives wisdom to the wise and knowledge to those who know understanding. God, it's up to God. So if, if, if it says that he removes kings, clearly there are leaders, world leaders who, who reject God and they're going to continue to. It's just the way it is. It's human nature. So it is not only okay but we should be angry at injustice against what Putin. We should be angry when we see Putin doing against the Ukrainians and his fellow and his own people should anger us a lot. A lot. Right, let, me, let me just highlight some more to you in case you don't see that as biblical. But even if we or an angel from heaven should preach to you a gospel contrary to the one we preach to you, let him be accursed. All right, Galatians 1.8, Paul writing, let him be a curse. All right, an imprecation, uh, imprecation there. Uh, let's see, Galatians 5.12, I wish those who unsettle you would emasculate themselves. Like Galatians 5.12, you think writing these two things in Galatians, you don't think Paul was angry when he was writing these things? I mean, that's a pretty, pretty, like, in other words, when he says, I wish those who would unsettle you would emasculate, in other words, make themselves eunuchs. Like, I'm a dude. All right, I don't want to even imagine what they that would even feel like. But that's Paul writing. 
how about this? Fury has taken hold of me because of the wicked who feel lost. Psalms 119.53. Psalmist saying, Fury. We're not just talking like regular anger, like, I don't know. McDonald's got my order wrong. I drove 25 minutes just to open the bag and find that out. Yeah, I get angry, but furious? Nah. So, yeah. I think we have to realize these things, and we have to be willing to... Um, we have to be willing to reconcile with these things. Um, so, yeah. Uh, so, my, my final closing thoughts on this very subject is do not pervert who God is. All right. God is just. All right. God will pour out his wrath, not just on the day of wrath and revelation. All right. I think I demonstrated that to you uh, through uh, Revelation 2, 2 and 3 talking about how it actually played out and Jesus did pour out his wrath on six out of the seven churches. Only one in uh, modern day Turkey, right? Asia minor, which is modern day Turkey. Only one, a very small remnant of one of them still exists to this day. Don't pervert who God is. God is still just. God hates injustice. Don't, don't pervert who God is. We, we can say God is love. Absolutely. 100% true. Bible says it, you know, God is God of mercy. Absolutely. All right, showing kindness to a thousand generations. Absolutely, that's what the Bible says about him. But let's not forget also what he hates. Let's let's not forget that yes, he does take out kings. He does take out rule leaders. All right. Let's not let's not if we're gonna preach all who God is, let's preach all of who God is. Right. Not just the ones that make us feel nice or is gonna get us clicks. Um, God is just right. He's the same God from Genesis to Revelation. So. The very same God who created the earth, right? Who kicked Adam and Eve for disobeying him out of heaven. Things like that. Very, very God who commanded the Canaanites wiped out. Very same God. Very same God who um, destroyed, destroyed the Babylonians, right? Persia took over. That same God. The same very God who showed up in the flesh. Is the same God who also uh, warned against the coming destruction for the for for the for the uh, unbelief of the um, majority of the Jewish population. All right, don't forget, injustice should grieve. It's okay to be angered at what, what you're seeing. It's okay. It's it's not evil. I know some people say, "Oh, you can't be angry." Oh, oh my gosh, you sinned, or it's going to bring a demon upon you, or something like that. I don't believe the Bible says that anywhere. All right, it says be angry and sin not. It doesn't say do not be angry. All right, it doesn't even call anger itself a sin. It calls rage a sin, which is different from anger, but not anger. And let this propel you to do action, to take action, you know. And what, another way that you can take action besides just praying these prayers, um, I think it's important. This really wasn't going to be part of it, but find somewhere that you can donate money to who's doing stuff over there. Um uh, uh, Samaritan's Purse is one. Um, I believe uh, Chosen People Ministries is, is another doing that, that you can donate to. Amen. Um, oh, oh, this is a good. This is a warning, though. We are not hating a person. All right, we want to see God's justice, but we're not hating a person. We're hating what is happening. And even if we pray for God to remove Putin from power, and I believe that is a full, full-on biblical prayer. By the way, all right, we don't hate him. Even, even in that moment, we don't hate him. 
Okay. Don't do that. Don't give in to, to uh, hating another person. I almost feel like I should do a Star Wars quote. I've been watching Star Wars movies again. You know, hate that leads to the divide. Um, and pray for God's justice for, not against. Pray if you want to know specifically how to pray. Well, one, read the imprecatory Psalms. Okay, like I said, the link is below in the description for you if you want more. Uh, to Sam Storms to a Sam Storms article. Um, Sam Storms or Sam Storms is, I don't know. His last name is Storms. So, anyway, um, pray pray for God's justice for Ukraine and for Russia. Let me just quickly, quickly end and just highlight: it is not the the Russian people overall that are that are evil. Many, many, many disagree and vehemently oppose what Putin is doing. I mean, I think I think his uh, what cabinet position did this guy hold? I think his advisor, like his top advisor, quit and left Russia. So don't go hating Russian people, please. We Americans, we do that dumb stuff so often. Like when nine after 9-11 kicked off, like anybody who resembled a, a, a Muslim, right? Whatever that means. Um, you know, Americans were doing really stupid acts and we're, 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 we, we haven't learned our lesson. All right, church, we need to be better. All right, people are, oh, I'm going to remove uh, these products from my shelves because uh, they're Russian products. Like, those people didn't do anything against the Ukrainian people. Probably most of those people don't even agree with it. So so don't do that, please. Be better. Be better than the world. Don't don't give in to that, please. All right? I, I disagree with it. My own governor was like, we should kick all, we should remove all Russian products from our shelves in Texas. Now, I love my governor. Don't get me wrong. But what he said was wrong. And I oppose it vehemently. All right? I mean, they got some Russian coffee out there anyways that's really good, and I don't want to say it go away because I like me some good coffee, but it's trying to lighten the mood there. Seriously, though, in all seriousness, please don't do that. We are better than that. We're commanded not to hate people, all right? We're commanded to love our enemies, and yes, yes, we can still love Putin while asking for God to remove him, all right? So anyway, I hope that this helped you. Um, please share this wherever you're watching it on. If you're watching on Facebook or, or YouTube, or if you retweet it, please, if you're watching on Twitter right now, um, don't forget there are three ways that you can give. So, Hey, if this was a blessing to you, please consider donating any amount of money would, would be uh, wonderful. All right. It would be a wonderful gift. I don't care if it's a dollar, $5, $50, whatever. Three ways you can give down in the description. All right. Cash app, PayPal, and Venmo options. Anyway, uh, also, yeah, hey, if you if there are any topics that you want me to um, to address um, that that you think that I could address, um, you know, let me know. All right, you can email me. All right, my email is in the about section on YouTube and Facebook. Both uh, don't do it in the live chat uh, on YouTube because I won't see it. You can do it in the live chat on on Facebook because I'll see that one. But I don't go back and watch the chat after uh, on YouTube afterwards. Um, yeah, so you can email me uh, or or when this video ends on YouTube, you can let me know also in the comment section and uh, below down below the video. Um, and that, uh, thank you so much for watching. It's truly an honor and a blessing. All right, and remember.
be a radical for Jesus.